You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Life Repurposed podcast. This week, I'm going to be talking about how we end negative comparison and experience new purpose. Now, last week, I started talking about comparison with my guest, Heather Creekmore, and she talked about how she overcame a constant struggle with body image. Now, overcoming doesn't mean we never experience a struggle with it or we never have a thought that comes to mind. What it means is that we're in a healthy place in how we use comparison, and we recognize when we're going into an unhealthy place and we stop it right away. Heather talked about how God empowered her to overcome that struggle with body image and comparison. So this week, as we continue the conversation with some thoughts about comparison, I'd like to look at how it affects everyday life, and how we can change our mindset. I'm personally not over comparison in my life. I still struggle with it all the time. I'm not sure we ever really get over it, but I'm in a better place than I was at one point. And I want to share with you some of the dangers that I talked about in the opening chapters of my book, The Repurposed and Upcycled Life. I talked about how comparison can affect us how it can negatively impact our mindset, and how it can lead us to believe that even positive comments from somebody have a negative spin on them. You'll have to listen to the episode where I talked about that, and I will make sure you have a link in the show notes, but it was episode eight where I talked about it, and just how our mindset is affected by what we think about ourselves, what we think about other people, and sometimes even a compliment can come across as a twist. So there are some dangers when it comes to mindset that center around physical appearance or even body health. And we have to look at it when our mindset is controlled by our physical appearance or our body health. That's one perspective. And then the other perspective is flipping that around and saying that our body health and our appearance is controlled by our mindset. You see how it's different? If how my body looks controls the mindset I have every given day, then every given day could be negative, it could be positive, it could be ugly. It just My mindset could be terrible depending on how bloated I feel on a given day. But when I look at my mindset first and I say, I'm not going to wrap it around my physical appearance, I'm going to actually use a positive mindset to make positive healthy changes then that changes everything. And let's look at some of the, I have five points here. Let's just look at those and how they affect us, okay? So let's start with the first one here. If I believe that I can only smile if I'm thin or if I have lost my joy, if my body isn't in the right shape, what happens if my body changes? So if I lose weight, does that mean I find happiness? I might find some energy and I might feel better, but did I really gain true happiness? Because couldn't I have experienced happiness and joy even before? And what happens if I go the other direction? What happens if I gain back any of that? Do I then lose my joy? So just some questions to think about. Number two, when I think other people have something that God forgot to give me, then comparison has gone awry. It means that I'm looking at other people and I'm evaluating and then saying, God, you didn't give me what you were supposed to give me. 
that's not healthy comparison because instead of looking at what God did give me and look at how it complements what somebody else has, then I'm just going to spin into a negative place. Number three goes along with number one. If I lose weight and people tell me I look great and then I gain some or all of it back, what do I now believe about myself? And this is what I talked about in episode eight. You'll see a link in the show notes for this episode if you want to listen to that one as well, where I talked about how we sometimes begin to make this part of ourself worth, how I'm worthy if I'm a certain weight on the scale. And it's really important that I recognize that the number on the scale is not what assigns worth to me or any other person. Number four When I long for someone else's life, their body, their job, their talents, their successes, etc., and I don't see what I have, this is dangerous. Because I spend all of my time and energy longing for someone else's life, and I miss out on the unique things that God has given to me and the unique ways that he has gifted me, the unique places he's put me in and opportunities that he's given Number five, if my insecurity about my body, my body image, my abilities, or anything else causes me to withdraw from participating in life or from volunteering or serving, then comparison has frozen me. It's like being chained up. So our insecurity can make it, well, can make our mindset be in a place where we decide, I just can't do anything. I'm stuck. Now, I like to look at the positive always. So we've looked at the problem. Let's look for some ways that we can move past comparison to a healthy place of living out what God has designed for each of us. Friends, I want you to know that I am not at a perfect body weight. I have extra chins and I love wearing leggings because they fit no matter how bloated I feel on a given day. But I want you to know also that long ago, I broke out of the chains of bondage that said I wasn't good enough, qualified enough, or skinny enough to pursue the big, audacious opportunities that God provided. I want to tell you what happens. You see, when we think small, we stay small. And this is not like some positivity, motivational speech here. I think it's true that when we step into what God offers us, He offers us even more. And so if I stay stuck, I think that I'm going to stay in this bondage, I'm not going to take any of the opportunities that God provides, then we stay stuck right there. But guess what happens? When we say yes to a small opportunity and we say, I'm going to do this no matter what I think about my body, no matter what I think about my abilities, I think God is calling me to do this, so I'm going to give it a try. God keeps opening up more. And when I stopped waiting to be a certain size to pursue writing and speaking, I put it all out there especially on the stage, sometimes literally. There was this time I spoke for a group of bankers at their Christmas party, and on my way to my car after speaking, I discovered that my slip had not only bumped down below my belly roll, which I could feel sliding while I was speaking, it had slid right down my thighs. I didn't know it had gone that far, but as I paced back and forth on the stage with complete confidence while I was speaking, I can only be thankful that perhaps a few of the Christmas cocktails took over and maybe they didn't notice the weird lace-trimmed satin that had slid low enough to practically make a maxi dress out of my knee-length one. As I schlepped my tote bag and my purse to the car, I felt the restriction of the slip around my legs 
and I have no idea when it slid that far. I don't know if it slid that far while I walked out to the car or if it happened on stage. I have no idea. Sometimes we have to just put it out there. Sometimes it's humiliating. Sometimes something happens and we think, I'm never going to do this again. But I've discovered that along the way, all those flaws, the little things that happen, the embarrassing moments, there's they're somehow attached to just the stuff of life for me, but they don't indicate whether I'm a success or failure at life. They're just things that happen along the way. I've also discovered that there's a spiritual root and not a physical one that keeps me from freedom. I'm not literally bound up and not able to pursue what God has for me, but my body size could restrict me from full-on living if I have the wrong mindset. And here's a couple of things that are part of that mindset that can really restrict us and keep us imprisoned. One is pride. I know the thoughts of people. I know how they criticize people on the stage or in a photo shoot. I've seen comments about news anchors and Hollywood stars. I know the awful things people say about people who gain weight or who are overweight, who don't look the perfect way. They make comments about noses and ears and hair and all those things. But God didn't call me to live for the approval of those people. He called me to live for his approval. And pride goes both ways. It can also lead me to believe I'm better than someone else. When I start to compare, it can lead me to think, well, at least I'm this or at least I'm that. So we have to think about pride and we have to get rid of that when it comes to comparison because that's not a healthy way of comparing. Another one that comes up is shame. When stuck in unhealthy comparison, we live in a place of constant shame, thinking we don't measure up. This is not a good place to be because then no matter what we do, we're going to look at somebody else who does it better or does it different, and we're always going to be ashamed of who we are. And so that's not a healthy way of comparing either. Another one is envy. This can cause us to dislike people who have something we want. It might make us actually angry when they achieve something that we wanted to achieve. Their happiness might irritate us. I wanted to bring another voice into this episode and this discussion and have my friend Amber Cullum share a few words about comparison. It's something she's talked about when she's been a guest on other podcasts. And so I wanted her to share something with you today. Amber is the host of the Grace Enough podcast, and she was a guest on episode 71 here where we talked about grace and gratitude. But I wanted her to speak specifically to comparison. So listen as Amber Cullum tells us about how there is a difference between healthy and unhealthy comparison. Do you struggle with comparison? Well, I want to encourage you that it is natural to assess those around us. The problem is not in the assessing. The problem is our sin nature and how we take something that helps us examine our reality, our surroundings, and helps lead us into greater holiness and use it as a tool to ascribe two overarching statements. I am better than or I don't measure up. In Galatians 6, 3 through 6, it clearly states that we should test our own actions And in testing our own actions, we can say that is a form of comparing and contrasting. But it also tells us that pride in ourselves should not be the result of comparison to someone else. So this idea of I am better than is not the desired outcome of assessing those around us. So what should we do? 
How can you have a healthy relationship with comparison without completely taking it off the table? Well, I think we first have to identify the dangers or bad fruits of comparison. Things like pride, envy, shame, resentment, discouragement, discontentment. And then what could be some of the benefits or good fruit of comparison? It helps us to implement healthy routines, become more self-controlled. It can help with providing a vision of what is possible for you. It motivates us at times to change. And in most of all, it helps us to model Jesus. And so here is the key. I want you to ask yourself these three questions when you find yourself slipping into comparison. Number one, why am I comparing? Number two, is the comparison breeding sinful behavior or motivating me toward godliness? Is this fulfilling my purpose to glorify God? And in asking these three questions, it can help you identify if comparison at that very moment is producing bad fruit or if it is producing good fruit. And it can help you to reorient your mind towards godliness. Wasn't that great? I love Amber's words, and I love the questions that she asked. I encourage you to ask those of yourself. Why am I comparing? Is the comparison breeding sinful behavior or motivating me toward godliness? It can be one or the other. Is this fulfilling my purpose to glorify God? Before we move into the resources, I want to encourage you to think about how has comparison affected you? Has it been something that's helped you to pursue what God wants for you, or has it been something that's kept you chained from doing that? I encourage you to really think about that and ask some questions and see if this is the time for you to step into what God has for you. If this is the time for you to lay aside the envy, the shame, the pride, whatever it is that's holding you back from doing what God has called you to do, I encourage you to look at that, pray about that, and really ask God, what do you want me to do next? Let's talk about some resources for you to have as you go into your week. You'll find links to today's resources at michellerayburn.com slash 76. That's the show notes for this episode. It's also a blog post. So if you have friends who are not really into listening to podcasts, you can share those show notes, that post with your friends and maybe inspire them to check out some of these resources as well. If you want to continue thinking about this topic, I encourage you to check out my book and the Companion Bible Study book. And I'm going to use this as an opportunity to plug that book once again, even though I've talked about it on here a few times. I have some chapters that speak to the idea of comparison. So check out The Repurposed and Upcycled Life When God Turns Trash to Treasure. And you can download a sample of the first chapter of that by signing up on my website. So you get to see the first chapter of the book, and you get to see the first chapter of the Bible study that goes with it. So you can try it out and see if it's something that your group would like. It's been in the top 100 in the Christian humor category on Amazon for most of the last year, and that's been really exciting for me. It's something that I've celebrated because it means that people are really pursuing that idea that God has called us to a life that's different, where we flip upside down the things that hold us back. So I encourage you to check out that book. I'd also like you to check out Amber Cullum's podcast, Grace Enough. Now, this is something she talked about in a couple episodes ago. If you haven't yet gone there and subscribed to her podcast, I encourage you to do that because she wants to encourage believers that God can use to impact his kingdom no matter your story. 
God does the changing, he does the transforming, the redeeming. And so she talks about that on her show, always with the idea in mind that his grace is enough. That will be in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 76. If you have not yet joined our Facebook community, I encourage you to do that. You will find a link in the show notes for that as well. That's where we discuss the topics from each week and we continue to have a conversation about them. It's a private group, so you're able to share and only the people in the group see what you post. So I encourage you to be there. If you have already reviewed the podcast, I appreciate that very much. If you've not, I'd love it if you would go online and leave a review with some comments that would help other people to find Life Repurposed. It encourages me, but also it helps other people to know that this podcast has helped someone else change their life. So please do that. Thank you for joining me. I will see you next week where I have a guest talking about generosity You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.